Welcome to Cat Chats, episode 5, health and creativity and their effects on each other. So, I will be honest, this episode, I recorded it and decided not to do it. And then we're going to re-record it again because, yeah. So, I'm going to give you a quick overview, hopefully it'll be fast, of my mid-March to my present, and it is currently June 10th, so we're covering basically three months, two and a half, three months, you get the picture. So, TMI information, I at some point between mid-March and April developed chronic diarrhea. Highly unpleasant. Do not recommend it. And did I go to the doctor for this? No. No, I did not. Eventually I did, but we'll get to that in a minute. And I just kept putting it off. But here's the problem. I was going to college and I had a job in retail. Those of you who have worked retail or currently work retail know it sucks on so many levels. And I also did live streams and was writing my book and trying to be creative and trying to do a YouTube channel that I'm not very good at and trying to do this podcast and like attempt to be social with my roommate and talk to my family and I'm not really good at it, okay? I'm very much a homebody and antisocial. But I put off going to the doctor. I didn't go to the doctor. Beginning of April, I got sick. Like, I was puking minor fever, still had the chronic diarrhea. Did I go to the doctor? No. No, I did not go to the doctor. Later in April, I ended up thinking I had a UTI. I did a video call with a doctor on my lunch break at work. Turns out he sent in a thing and I had to go to the hospital pee in a cup. Turns out I did in fact have a UTI at the time. Did I think to talk to this doctor about my chronic diarrhea or the fact that I was really tired and fatigued and wasn't eating correctly because I had little to zero appetite. There were times when I would only eat popsicles in a day because popsicles were fine. My body was like, cool, this is basically liquid. It's cool. We can have this. But if I like, I would order food and I would take one bite and my body would be like, no, we don't want this. What did I then do? I didn't eat it. Because my body said no. And that continued. And I still didn't go to the doctor about those situations. I got treated for the UTI. That was cool. That got cleared up, which was nice. Like, peeing didn't have any irritation to it. That was pretty cool. Um, But I still had chronic diarrhea, little to no appetite, and stress. Because college student... Mind you, I was taking one class, but it was also the stress of 
that one class, if I didn't pass it, I would still be in school. It was the very last class I needed. So, exam week comes. I'm still really stressed, high anxiety going on, but I did my paper. It would ended up pretty well if I do say so myself. I did the two-minute presentation on the exam day, turned in the paper. That was awesome. And then, so that was on Tuesday of the last week in April, right? Right? That Friday, my anxiety is, like, super high. Um, I was already borderline having a panic attack. And then I ended up at work having a panic attack. Thankfully, I worked in the fashions department, and they had gutted the fitting room, so the fitting rooms had become storage. That is where I had a panic attack. I was hyperventilating in that fitting room for an hour and a half to two hours. And my poor mother was talking me through it. Did I go find a manager and go home because I was having a panic attack? No, I did not. Because my job had a point, has a point system. And I was already on the brink of potentially being fired. Because I had missed work for calling in from having been sick or having anxiety. And knowing I would not function very well at work. So I stayed at work and I was shaking and it was crap. I completed that eight hour shift. My panic attack happened about hour and a half to two hours into the shift. After the beginning of my shift being borderline having it. I basically prolonged it by not having it, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, worked an eight-hour shift having a panic attack. I still did my job. I still did work. I didn't just hide in that fitting room the whole time. I did returns. I put stock out. Very slowly, mind you, because panic attack. And I had been hyperventilating for close to two hours, so not doing great. And on Saturday, I had another panic attack before I went to work and I ended up because my body was still recovering from the previous day's panic attack I ended up calling into work because I was borderline non-functional and it was not great and because I was also on the brink of being fired and one of my greatest triggers is failure so like I was Feeling the anxiety of the potential of failing my class, which I did not. Great news. I passed. I now have a bachelor's degree of classics. Back to the anxiety. Um, and being on the brink of being fired had my anxiety really high. And then I couldn't function. Um, thankfully, I have an amazing mom. And she told me that... Even if I did get fired, it would be okay. 
her and my stepdad would help me well I looked for a new job and so I wouldn't have to settle for a job that made me miserable and I'm starting to cry <sighs> resist the crying so I did end up I went into work Sunday and I got fired walked home crying my mom talked me down from a panic attack again called my dad he told me to call the union I did stuff work part doesn't really matter finally went to the doctor that Monday and so that was May 2nd on May 2nd I went to the doctor they did blood work I had to do a stool sample grossest thing I've ever done and by that next Tuesday, so a week and a day after that, the doctor called me and told me he was referring me to a GI, a gastrointestinal doctor. Wednesday, the GI office called me. They could get me in for a consult on Thursday that week. I went in for that appointment, and he was like, this is bad, like, based on your symptoms and your um, test results. Things weren't good. And he he told me, after looking at that stuff and talking to me, that he was surprised at how well I looked. And my response was, well, I'm really good at masking. Because I am. And they ended up getting me in for a colonoscopy and an EGD on Friday. If you don't know what those are, just look them up yourselves. They involve cameras going, yeah, they're It's, yeah. But I had a really great nap that Friday because they put me under anesthesia to do that um, minor procedure. And when I woke up after that, when they pulled me out of the anesthesia, one of the first things the doctor said to me, he said other things to me, but like I was really drowsy and I'd just come out of anesthesia. I was also super confused because um, I had never been put under anesthesia before. And he said, and I quote, your colon is a mess. How long have you been sick? Of course, I answered, I think a month, maybe more. Because I did not know. Because I did not go to the doctor initially when I should have. I should have made note of when I started having diarrhea. And then I would have known exactly how long it was. I should also add that between all my doctor's appointments, I learned that... I had lost unintentionally between having chronic diarrhea and little to no appetite, I lost over 30 pounds. It is not healthy to lose that much weight in a month and a half. So that is how terrible my health was. Um, I am now on a prescription for my anxiety that I take as needed, which is awesome because I'm not comfortable yet with the possibility of taking a prescription every day for anxiety. But so far, the one that's as needed has helped me when I've had to take it. I am in the process of getting my intestines and colon in order. Um, 
it does appear that I have ulcerative colitis, specifically ulcerative pancolitis, which I guess is like the worst version of it. It puts me at high risk of um, colon cancer and or need of surgery in the future. Um, currently, we are working on getting my uh, colon to not be inflamed because the entire thing was apparently inflamed. And so I'm on a medication. We're working on trying to get me another one, but insurance is a jerk and doesn't want to approve it. So they're trying to get that approved. So yeah, health sucks. Now that I've talked about how my health sucks, um, let's talk about the creative aspect and my writing journey and being a creative throughout that unpleasant health, um, which is still ongoing. I have not really worked on my book and this really sucks because I have had no creative aspiration to work on it right now, or I hadn't, I guess, is the correct way to word this, and no motivation or energy to put towards it. I, between the physical and mental health, probably feeding off of each other, I have opened up the documents for my work and then sat there and stared at them. No words came, no thoughts really came uh, on what I could do or add to those stories. To the stories that when I just a couple months ago when I was talking about them to people, they could, they, I've actually been told like your eyes when you, when you talk about the stories you're writing and your characters and the world, your eyes light up and you're just so happy and full of energy. That basically became non-existent. I had, I kind of felt indifferent and I never thought I'd feel that way about my writing because I know so deeply that my characters, I love them and my passion for these characters and their story that I've created is so great and to have spent several months now looking at it nothing I tried to reread it sparked nothing um, I have <sighs> guys so apparently small side but makes sense I kind of make covers in Canva as part of my outlining for my writing. And normally that is also a creative outlet because I really enjoy that and it's it's really fun for me to do. That's part of why I do it. No, didn't want to do that either. 
didn't really even want to look at them, and I don't know. It's really weird to have something that you know you love and care about and you're so passionate about. You just feel blank and empty. And that's just how I felt for the last, at least the, since April, since the beginning of April. I did do some writing like April 1st, but then, you know, as I started to get worse sick-wise, like health-wise, it really went down in every creative aspect. Um, first, it was writing my book that dwindled and I just felt nothing about it. And then, like, I wasn't even writing fan fiction. If you've listened to previous episodes, y'all know. You know. I am a fan fiction fanatic. I love fan fiction. I wasn't writing it. I wasn't reading it. Nothing. I wasn't making, like, anything on Canva or playing in Photoshop. Nothing. And if you were to ask any of my friends that I have made online, or I'm sure if I went and asked my roommate, she would be, like, they would tell you, like, for me to not be doing those things is, wow. And to have, like, no feeling towards them is shocking. Um... If I told my parents that I felt indifferent about fan fiction or writing anything in general, they would probably get really concerned um, because my whole life I have either doodled or uh, scribbled like words and stuff together. I have always done something creative. And even if it was, like, really small, I had passion for it. And I felt exuberant about it, I guess. And nothing. And that really peaked um, right around the end of April um, when I had my final. Which finals are already stressful and I... I guess I thought maybe I was mentally forcing it down um, to be able to focus on my academic assignments more. But I really, looking back, I wasn't. I just had no passion for it at that time. And I hate that so much. So... I don't know, maybe it was just a combination of everything that made me lack the passion that, even if it was minuscule, I've kind of always had for writing, whether it be original writing of my own or fan fiction writing, I always have it, always had had it, and for it to not be there 
says a lot. And I have honestly used um, fanfiction writing, reading fanfiction, um, as part of my mental health. It is like self-care for me, in all honesty. Fan fiction, like writing it and reading it, is very self-care for me. And writing in general kind of is, but very much fan fiction has become that for me. Because, like, I do that just for fun. I don't get paid for it. And I do technically get paid for writing my original works because I have um, some stuff on Kindle Vela and I'm working on converting one of those into an actual book to publish. And I didn't have any, during all of that that happened medically so far, it's been gone. That passion has been gone. I didn't even doodle. Like, do, do you know somebody that just like, if there's a piece of paper and a pen or pencil near them, they're doodling on it. I am kind of that person. My doodling has also, like, transferred onto computer-esque type things. I will open up a um, Canva thing and just play around with it while I hang out and talk to people. It's, it's not always just pen and paper doodling, but, like, digital form of doodling, I guess. And I, I wasn't even doing that. My creativity was, like, sapped. Um, and normally, how I have refilled my creative well is I'll watch, like, even though it has nothing to do with what I'm working on, I'll watch Criminal Minds. Um, I've rewatched Criminal Minds I do not know how many times. But I know basically every episode. Um, I will turn on Leverage. And now also add in Leverage Redemption. And, like, I have the DVDs for Leverage Seasons 1 through 5. And I will turn on the commentaries because I just love hearing about the behind-the-scene aspects and the perspective of the producers and the writers and all of the actors. And I didn't do that either. And nothing like that seemed to work. I don't... I didn't... The first half of May, the first three quarters of May, really, if I wasn't going to the doctor, I was kind of asleep. Or just laying there, staring into nothingness, and my brain was kind of blank. Normally, my brain is full of plot bunnies, if you will. Full of creative little snippets. I, if I put headphones in a lot of times and I listen to music, I'm, my brain is not just blank and I'm not just listening to the song. I have a scenario going through my brain of characters for whatever story I might be working on or not working on at the time. And it just plays through my brain and then I'm just like, wow, that's, yes, I should go write this down. And that was not happening. Not happening at all. Um, if I don't have music when I'm just sitting there in silence, my brain is writing either fan fiction or developing characters and 
their backstory. Even if I don't have, like, pen and paper, my brain is, like, constantly creating either stuff for writing or even, like, visual stuff. I'll be like, ooh, like, this cover would look really good if I did this. And I wasn't doing any of that. But, guys... I think my creativity has started to return. At the end of March, I actually made, quote unquote, made something or a couple of things in Canva. I made new backgrounds and overlays for streaming um, for Pride Month. And that was something I, I actually did something that was semi-creative guys and I hadn't done anything in so long like that and I suddenly got the urge to see all of my covers together like I said 19 covers I've made 19 covers and for some reason I just really wanted to know what they all look like together not just this series individually but all of the covers for the three series and a standalone book um two of the series and the standalone book are actually in the same universe and i was like i really i need to see these covers together they need like do i have to fix these but i had that urge and i hadn't had that push from like deep inside to be like let's do this thing let's look at this thing and I did and now it's actually one of my backgrounds on my computer is this image of the 19 covers together and I, I labeled like which one like this series and this series and this series but I actually like I made the stream overlays I made that I took my covers and compiled them together yeah like it started to I started to feel like a small creative impulse and then I was I because I'm looking for ways to earn some money that aren't going to be high stress yet um aren't going to require too much physical activity because my body is still pretty weak. Um, I can't do a walk around my apartment complex, which is not that big, mind you. I can't do a walk around it without um, having to curl into a ball in pain, without my knees, ankles, and legs, and hips just being in pain. Because I didn't know this, but apparently um, joint pain is also a side effect of, you see, which is a little serotonin colitis, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Um... So, I can't really do too much physical activity yet. I'm slowly building up what I'm able to do. I'm able to actually stand and do my dishes, guys. I couldn't do that for several weeks. Like, it's a pretty new development. Like, last week, I was actually able to do dishes. My roommate probably really appreciated that. But I'm also getting that creative pushback. And I was talking about how I really enjoyed making some of the planners. I 
I want to try and make planners and maybe sell them on Etsy or on my coffee. And somebody was like, hey, you also do Twitch stuff. Like, I make my own overlays and stuff um, for StreamYard and Streamlabs. And they were like, would you do stuff for me? Like, I'll pay you. And so now I'm actually making somebody some overlays, some screens, the panels, the alerts. I'm making them some stuff. They're not fancy or anything. I can't do any animation, but I'm getting to use my creativity and I'm doing it. I'm also getting a very small amount of money in comparison to everything else, but I'm... I'm really happy and I'm starting to feel happy. Um, for so long I've just been constantly tired and exhausted and now I'm actually starting to be happy and feel somewhat inspired. I haven't started working on writing yet but maybe that's coming. And. Sure, I guess that means I probably won't publish my book in July, but that's okay. Um, I just want to feel creative again and not just nothing. I've spent uh, like the last month and a half, two months, feeling nothing besides anxiety and like a failure I really want and I'm so excited that I seem to be feeling somewhat inspired to do stuff and maybe I'll turn on Criminal Minds or Leverage my go-to shows and maybe my creative well will actually get refilled instead of just drained again because it seemed like it was draining at the same time as it same rate it was filling so yeah so I'm pretty sure this was a slight roller coaster I'm sorry for the speed at which the beginning of the episode started um but I didn't want to spend 45 minutes talking about the health only and crying the original version I recorded, I cried a lot, and y'all don't need to hear that. Really don't. Um, but thank you for joining me for this episode. And I don't know what exactly the next episode is going to be about, but... I might talk about those 19 covers and how they help with my outlining, possibly. I'm not sure. Who knows? Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm Kat, Kat Leo. You can follow me on social media at Kat Leo Writing. I have a YouTube channel, Kat Leo, and I have a Twitch channel, Kat Leo Writing. So, yeah, those are places that are full of a bunch of other links. 
And if you have any suggestions on what I could do an episode about, let me know. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.